looks like a recession and it walks like a recession and it talks like a recession. It's probably not a recession. Um, that's what Mr. Powell wants us to believe. The Fed has spoken, everybody. Jerome has spoken on his golden throne. And uh, the market reaction is interesting. Everything is awesome again. Um, I think everything's going to the moon, right, Nick? A lot to get into this week. Cops are choking cops. Um, the blue on blue violence is real. We got to back the blue, not beat the blue. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This is therapy session number 179, otherwise known as Bizarro World. Nick, <laughs> how are you? Crazy week. Does that make it black and blue? Um, crazy week. <laughs> crazy week, Gerardo. Um, everything you just said, you know, the people who told us that there was no inflation and inflation was transitory are now telling us there is no recession. People continue to give them credibility, which is the hardest pill for me to swallow. Uh, the White House saying there is no recession. You know, you've seen all the memes of people carrying the goalposts across the field, literally uh, moving of the goalposts and um well, we'll get into it, but, uh, you know, earnings still not doing well and yet stocks going up. It's uh, uh, what do they call it? Uh, a bizarro world, Gerardo. Is that what they call it? It's, let's uh, let, let's get into why the markets are rallying and whether we think it's sustainable. And this, I think, is going to be, um, you know, we'll keep this particular podcast brief because I know there's a lot going on. But th th this part of the podcast, I think, will be hopefully informative for people because it's the part where I think. There's a lot of actions that you can take to prevent your wealth from being taken away from you and or just grow the little bit or the, 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 the big pot that you have, whatever that looks like for everybody. So let's talk about the difference between how the major indices will continue to perform and how specific sectors will continue to perform. And I think that's been a point for us the last several podcasts, right? We've talked about gold holding support at 1680 and needing to do that to prevent a further breakdown. It did that beautifully this week. And and I think it did that on the back of what I interpret as Powell blinking, right? It's not a pivot yet, but he sure was blinking. Um, the major indices, I want to get your take. I want to start there, Nick, and then we'll get into gold and the sectors I think will outperform, which by now I'm sure I sound like a broken record and everybody already knows those sure. sectors. But the major indices, more turbulence ahead, the volatility index, the bond market, I know they're all correlated and they all you know kind of, kind of inform our opinions. What do you see there? Yeah, so we record this podcast on Thursday, which is also the day I write my weekly letter, which is the day I dive into um, all the things, right? Rates, gold, broader indices, all those things. And I haven't quite finished that up yet. So you sort of get me forming my thoughts in real time here. But um, what I see is a couple of things. I see um, earnings continue to struggle, right? Um, you had Google coming in telling you that tech profits are soft, advertising profits are soft. You had Walmart last week cutting guidance, telling you that the consumer is in trouble, telling you that they have too much inventory, that they have to cut prices. Um, that's traditionally a defensive stock, right? Because it's a quote unquote, you know, lower end retailer. That stock took a 10% haircut in one day last week, remember? And so that's already a distant memory. But um, what I see when I look at the, 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 the broader indices is uh, an S&P that lost 20% of its value after the yield curve inverted the first time back in March. Um, and I was writing to people saying, look, this inverted yield curve is telling you that a recession is coming, right? And then it continued to stay inverted. 
Um, and now is the most inverted, not just since uh, 2001, but before mm-hmm. 2001. Like it's as inverted as it was before the dot-com crash. So that doesn't get- I call it a 69 curve now, by the way. It's not inverted That's... anymore. It's a 69 curve. <laughs> you got to have fun with it, right? <laughs> um, and and, and it, the, the major indicators out there are telling you that things are going to get bad for the economy. Now, the stock market's not the economy I know. So uh, the second thing I would say is that since about the middle of June, the S&P has been rising and, and putting in what technicians would call um, higher lows, right? It hasn't gone down to the lows that it was at um, in June. Now, now, what does that portend? You know, I'm not entirely sure right now. You're getting a lot of mixed signals. But what I would say is that those yields, especially the 10-year the, the yield, is saying that there's a lot of trouble ahead. And so uh, you were talking about specific sectors. Well, you got to sort of look at sectors that can do well. And, and I was saying, I've been saying probably a bit prematurely that rates were going to turn around, but here they are. Uh, have been going down now for for weeks on end, and you're starting to see sectors perform that are quote unquote rate sensitive, right? You mentioned gold; yeah. it bounced beautifully off 1680. I mean, it put in a single candle dip. I mean, literally, like the boss. wick just went right to 1680 and bounced up, and, and now it's beginning to show strength. And you see that in some of the gold names, not all of them, of course, because you've got inflationary pressures on the on the on the producers. But um, I've saw some juniors today that had some pretty good looking charts and 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 have put in at least that short-term bottom like the um, indices have put in. And then, you know, another one I've talked about, at least in the monthly letter, is utilities, which are highly rate sensitive. And those are starting to perform uh, really well. So those are my thoughts at the moment. We'll get more earnings this week, and I'm keen to see how it continues to play out. But um, I guess to give you a, a real answer, I do think there's more pain ahead for the for the broader indices. I think they're going to retest their lows at least of, of June. I think that's going to be the case for the broader indices. I think there will be exceptions. And I think we're, you know, we're again recording live here on Thursday after market. And Amazon is up 12% after hours on a solid earnings report. Meanwhile, Intel is down 10% on a big earnings miss. And I think that's the message that I want to communicate to everyone out there, not just in, 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 in you know, the, the major indices, but also in the resource space, which is the space that you know, obviously gets me up in the morning, gets me excited, and I go to sleep thinking about it at night, among other things, of course, right? But um, look, it's it's stock picking time. It's, it's, yes, the trend is going to be your friend. Find the trends that are going to provide tailwinds, not headwinds. And look, $369 billion um, looks like is going to be approved. To the, and, and the bulk of it by, by this administration and, and, and by... Republicans, um, the bulk of it is going to go towards investments in clean energy, right? And so when I look at that and I look at bipartisan support to establish, you know, a domestic critical metal supply chain, and I see not just corporations putting real dollars into it, but bipartisan dollars going into it, that's an easy call for me to make. One that we've been making profitably, by the way, over the past several years. But this just adds to the, the the tailwinds that sectors like the uranium space and the lithium space already had going for it. You don't have to be a genius to know that anytime you introduce more capital into any sector, it's likely going to trickle down, right? And so I would say, you know, there's some names out there that we've been touting uh, for the past month during the pullback that are all of a sudden doing very, very well again. Patriot Battery Metals, everybody knows it's my largest position. Everybody knows it reached the high of 450 before pulling back to the $2 level. 
think everybody knows, and I hope you don't mind me putting it out there, Nick, that Mr. Nick Hodge added to that position, and he already had a pretty robust one um, in the open market here recently. And you're up, what, some 40% since then, Nick? That's right. In about two or three weeks, right, since that order filled. And um, yeah, like you say, tailwinds in that sector for the, for the reasons that you just uh, mentioned. But keep going. Multi-year tailwinds. So if you can, you know, if you look at Lithium Americas, which was at $20 just a few days ago, it's at 24 today. If you look at the Patriots, which I think is going to flirt with new all-time highs very, very soon. Um, I don't worry as much about the major indices, one, because, again, I don't have the traditional allocation uh, through a 401k in the major indices or through a retirement plan in the major indices. I self-manage, you know, all of our family's money. And, and, and you know, luckily that's gone. Um, pre- yeah, it's gone pretty well. You know, I, I, I've been fortunate in that sense. But I would caution everybody to really, really do their homework or pay someone to do that homework for you. Because it's not going to be green every single day in every single sector. There, I do believe there is more pain to come from the major indices. Um, though I will say, and again, uh, everybody has opinions, the bond market is telling me that it sniffs out a, a Fed pivot, a, a pretty substantial one. I mean, when you get rates going from three and a half to 2.6 in a matter of, what, four weeks? That is a substantial move lower or higher, depending on how you look at that market. But when I see that, home sales are down 43% from their peak. Mind you, the peak is all-time highs. Um, But then I see interest rates finally start to come down from the 5.60 level on the 30-year mortgage down to 5.2 the last I looked earlier today. There's some easing that's going to help there. There's some inflation numbers that, while still very elevated, I think are going to start cooling off a little bit. And despite that, we just had what is a technical recession. I don't care what Yellen or Powell or, you know, the 400 PhDs that, that work for Jerome tell you, we just printed a recession, right? Technical recession, two negative GDP prints in a row. That just happened. So what does that do to the market psychology? I don't think it's bullish. I don't think that we get a, a, a market where everybody makes money again, but I do believe we get sectors within the different markets that are going to do very well so it's it's time to pay attention, folks. I know it's the summertime. I know it's, you know, hot and scorching. And, you know, in your part of the world, Nick, you would think that you're in Texas with the temperatures that you have right now. Um, but, it, but it is a good time to pay attention and get ready for what I think could be a very, very profitable fall for all of us if we do our homework correctly. Yeah, it's 100 degrees here in Spokane. It'll be 100 degrees uh, tomorrow and, and throughout the weekend. And um, we keep mentioning this hot summer. I, I want to talk a little bit about this bear market. So, yeah, you, you've got the, the the powers that be trying to move the goalposts, right? As I said, the same people who said there wasn't a recession, who then said it's transitory, are not telling you there's no recession. I mean, they're lying to you. Uh, they're 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 putting up a facade, and so you've got to be able to see through that and and, and take things into your own hands. And so uh, I got to talk my own book for a little bit, as I did last week about this bear market blueprint, because you yep. said it's time to pay attention, and you said um, you know time to take things into your own hands and look for the places that are beneficial. And uh, one of the places that are beneficial is cash. So I'm not going to give you the entire bear market blueprint, but um, <laughs> next week when this podcast comes out, we will have. Uh, a new video out that's talking about uh, a blueprint for any market. And uh, right now the blueprint is for uh, a bear market. And so 
Um, if you watch that video and if you become a member of Foundational Profits, you get a suite of reports. And one of those reports is called um, Navigating Highway 22, right? And 22 is obviously the year that we're in, um, which requires caution. And what that report does is, and I've done this for the past couple of quarters, is it goes through my, my entire retirement portfolio, which uh, you should know I now manage entirely myself. And so um, it doesn't uh, hide anything behind a curtain. It doesn't uh, cherry pick uh, things that are working. It goes through uh, not every position I own, but the asset classes I own and, and in what percentages and why. So I go through, um, you know, what sort of bonds I own and in what duration and in what percentage. And I go through uh, the different types of uh, precious metals I own and, and how I own them, uh, physical or uh, miners, et cetera, which ones I own and in what percentages. And it goes through the, uh, the sectors of the S&P that I am uh, bullish on and that I continue to have long exposure to and, and which stocks within those S&P sectors or which funds within those S&P sectors that I am allocated to, just like uh, I write about monthly in those foundational profits issues. So, um, you know, just having your money sitting, uh, sloshing around in the surf is is no way to go through life and it's no way to, to have your money treated when it's in somebody else's hands, which at least in my personal experience is what I see happen. You know, there's no really reallocations. It's uh, we're going to allocate you to the S&P or to this sector that, that back tested well. And, and we're not going to try to navigate around pullbacks or recessions or 20% haircuts that, that, that metastasize very quickly. So um, the other reports in that in that package will, will tell you how to do some of that, right? Signals to look out for, uh, how to time the markets a little bit for yourself, and and generally how to become the, the CEO of your own life. It's not life coaching stuff, but it is how to uh, self-manage all your portfolios and, and tune out the noise, as I like to call it. So um, the blueprint for any market, you guys should be keeping an eye out for that here and this week, and we'll be pounding the table on that, I'm sure, for weeks to come. I think we got to touch on gold just a tad bit more, right? It's a 1750, 1755 level the last time that I looked. You mentioned that beautiful bounce. I can't help but notice that Bitcoin has also touched 24,000 or is right at it. Once again, um, we talked about the correlation between, uh, you know, the, the, the S&P and the major indices and, 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 and interest rates and Bitcoin. Is there is there more upside to Bitcoin or do you think it's another head fake? I think we should get Chris Curl on and it's probably not a bad idea to do here in the next couple of weeks. But um, he was talking about August being the bottom for, for reasons that I, that I mentioned in the last podcast. And, and I won't steal all his thunder, but um, and I'm going to give you a non-answer. I will say that uh, Chris is coming to, to my office next week and we're going to make a new video for uh, subscribers of CryptoCycle to talk about how to um, manage your own coins. So uh, one of the things we're going to do is take my coins out of out of Coinbase. You'll note that um, they just got tangled up in, in an insider uh, trading thing. And, uh, <laughs> one of the beauties of, 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 of Bitcoin and cryptocurrencies is being outside the system, right? Being independent from the system, um, and much like sort of gold is, at least in its physical form. And so I think people are going to increasingly look to that, right? We were talking about uh, what could break that correlation between uh, Bitcoin and the S&P. And so uh, it might be that these rates falling and, 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 and a recession coming to fruition could be the thing that, that breaks that, that correlation, right? If uh, we see this, there's going to be continued weakness in the broader indices, perhaps uh, Chris is right that post-August, you could see some uh, breakout in Bitcoin. And so 
I want to I show people how to get their, their Bitcoin entirely out of the system. So we're going to take mine um, out of Coinbase. We're going to put it in cold storage, uh, which means it's going to be on a, a device that I can have in my possession. And I won't tell you where I'm going to store it, but we're going to we're going to get by. Uh, we're going to be next Bitcoin. to the guns, everybody. Some comic game, motherfucker. <laughs> you know me too well, Gerardo. <laughs> Oh, let, let's pivot a little bit, man. I thought we loved our veterans. Well, Every, everywhere I, mean, I go, I mean, Colin Kaepernick took a knee for criminal justice and they almost crucified him, right? They made it to where this man couldn't work again. Um, we just had 4th of July and fucking fireworks and flags everywhere. And everywhere I went, everybody had little America. We love America pins. And, you know, I saw the celebrations, all the politicians. Um just, you know, drooling and just, you know, saying all the words, right? All the right words and all the right things about how beautiful America is and it is and how I'm, it's the land of the free, which, you know, less so every day, especially if you're a woman, especially if you're a minority woman. But that's another conversation to have for another day. Um, but there's some things that I would think I would think we would be able to agree on. And when I say we, I mean the politicians that are elected officials that are elected by us. And I got to say, the PACT Act is one that I thought would not be this controversial. For those of you that are not familiar, there Include, is... Including me. Oh, excellent. All right. Well, that, that, this is a good conversation. So John Stewart, who is one of my favorite commentators on all things, right? Um, be it comedy, be it politics in America, you name it. I think he's brilliant. He's somebody I have all the time in the world for, has been a huge champion and backer of the PACT Act, P-A-C-T. In its simplest form, the act is designed to expand healthcare to veterans who were exposed to toxic substances during service. So, if you were in Afghanistan, if you were in Iraq, if you were overseas, there was a practice where the U.S. military would have these big burn pits that, of course, were, were, were you know, lit by veterans. Um, and they would burn stuff that they had no disposal for, tires and plastics and all of the things that you just wouldn't want to inhale. And of course, like Agent Orange with, you know, Vietnam a lot of veterans came back and started dying and getting sick from cancer. And it was absolutely clear as all day that it was the burn pits that was the common denominator. And so there, 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 there's, there was some controversy at some point about the U.S. government not wanting to extend care to those veterans because it had been years since they served and were exposed to those burn pits. And so they didn't want to provide medical care to these veterans to help treat this stuff, right? So John Stewart, who's been a champion on this, has has gone to you know, the Capitol. He's spoken with both sides. He, he did a wonderful show that's on Apple TV about this, uh, documenting exactly the, 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 you know, all the controversy, why it's taken so long, and really speaking truth to power like John Stewart does a great job of doing. There seemed to have been an agreement in place um, to pass this act just to allow veterans to have health care 
for stuff like cancer, lung cancer, and the stuff these people are dying from. After the bill that I referenced earlier, it was 369 billion or 400 something billion, a lot of it that's gonna go towards uh, you know, uh, clean energy and, and, and that. Once that bill passed and Republicans saw that that had passed because they were against that bill, they then voted against this legislation and basically told veterans, you guys go fuck off. We're gonna go, th- uh, we're gonna go throw a tantrum about this other bill that just passed that we disagree with um, and, 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 and you can die basically is what they're saying to these people. I mean, a lot of these people don't have the money for healthcare. Who, I mean, who in America has money to pay out of pocket for cancer treatments, be it chemo, be it surgeries, be it therapy. Um, and so, you know, John Stewart went on a tirade, rightfully so it's happening right now as we speak, cause the vote just happened an hour ago, said, you don't support the troops. You support the war machine. It's like, you guys haven't met a war that. You, you don't have veterans sign up for, and they haven't met a veteran they won't screw over. And again, I hate to be partisan because I don't really like either side, but this is just a straight up Republican blocking job that, my God, how do people sleep at night? You know, John Stewart said it perfectly. He said, I'm used to the lies. I'm used to the hypocrisy. I'm used to the cowardice. I'm not used to the cruelty. You got veterans on the Capitol crying when they voted this down. And these assholes have the nerve, have the nerve to show their face. And every time there's a thing, oh, you don't back the blue. Oh, you don't back the veterans. Oh, you guys, you know, the left is soft on this. And it, it's such hypocrisy. It, it's such cruelty. Um, all of these politicians got to get the hell out of here, man. It's peak low for stupidity in this country. We're still debating a law, Nick, and I hate to make it long because I said we were going to try to not make it long, but we're still debating a law about whether or not politicians, senators, representatives of the people and their spouses can trade on insider information. We have to have a debate about this. It's insane. It's insane to me where we're at in this country. They don't work for for you. And so, gosh, there's a lot of things that just ran through my mind. I should probably take notes. So, of course, the uh, the good old boys, right, the, the traditional Republicans, those who would be, uh, you know, boisterously uh, opposed to like the kneeling of a Colin Kaepernick, for example, that um, those people vote for the Republicans. And so uh, it's amazing to me that the Republicans who are, you know, uh, the lapel pin wearers more than more than the other side uh, uh, are, will so easily go against the veterans and, and the veterans. Uh, uh, the care we provide for them has been on the slide for a long time. You'll remember there was a mm-hmm. VA scandal under the Obama administration. Like you say, I mean, it's not a lot to add there. They'll, they'll go to war, right? They'll send you over there. They'll, um, you know, there's, you know, there's been songs about this forever to go die on foreign soil for the oil or the treasure or the whatever it is. And then uh, when you get home, you're, you're, you're sort of on your own. Um, like, like you, my brain is weird. I was thinking about the emissions that come from those burn pits and if those fit within the plan of the, of the, the clean energy that, that, that we just passed. I was about to go there. You read my mind, through. Nick. You read yeah. my mind. <laughs> The other thing I think about, um, oh gosh, I hope I didn't lose my thought. Oh, I've been reading recently that there, it's getting tougher to, to recruit people to, to join the armed services. Like they're at the uh, lowest amount of recruits that they've had in some time. And it's getting to the place where it's, you know, b- below whatever thresholds they, they, they think are safe to have, you know, um, people that are willing to go serve. 
And they cite things like uh, people's health, uh, the obesity, not being able to, to pass the test. But, you know, you've got to think about it from the, the point of view of this younger generation and the parents of this younger generation. Right. You've got um, boys who are who are of age to serve. And, and I've got kids who are coming up that would be um, of age in the next 10 years. Like, you think I would want them to go sign up for the U.S. military in any of its forms? Hell no. And it's not because I don't like my country and it's not because uh, I'm unpatriotic and, and I don't I don't support the United States of America, but I certainly don't support the uh, foreign policy decisions that have been made. I mean, you know, I came of age with um, Condoleezza Rice telling me smoking guns were going to turn into mushroom clouds. Right. And there were there were no weapons of of, of war in Iraq. Right. And we invaded the wrong country uh, after 9-11. So uh, like you say, it's, it's a pocket. Uh, all the way through and, and 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 personally i can't support that and you can see why uh, millions of other uh, americans would support that and it's cruel and people are going to die as a result of you know the political backstabbing that goes on and again these assholes are going to go home have a scotch give stock tips to their buddies about stuff that's coming in the pipeline, continue to get rich, continue to get reelected by you people. And uh, it's absolutely sick. It makes me sick to my stomach. Mm. Yeah, that's a, I'll leave that one there. Um, Well, there was one more thing I guess I was going to mention. And, um, you know, they control the power together. Right. And and I, I talk about this a lot. So, Sorry, it's one of my pillar topics, but like try to get on the presidential debate stage without both the, the Republican and Democratic Party agreeing to it. Right. You haven't had a major third party candidate really since um, Ross Perot. And so I was reading this week about, uh, you know, Andrew Yang has been trying to start this forward party and he's doing his little thing and he hasn't been gaining much traction. But this week I did see a bunch of stories about how a new third party is uh, coming to America. And maybe I'm just jaded, but I was thinking to myself, what do you mean a third party? Don't we have the Libertarian Party? Don't we have the Green Party? Like, you think this new party is going to be the one that rises up? And so it all fits into the framework of a, of a fourth turning. There's got to be a, a, a champion that emerges. Is it the forward party? Is, is that a- Andrew Yang's party is called? I'm not sure. But what I do see is people growing increasingly frustrated with uh, uh, both sides. And like I was telling you the other week, I looked at my midterm primary ballot and and I was dis- I was disgusted. Like the, the only thing I voted for was uh, uh, no on, on on special election taxes. I couldn't bring myself to vote for any candidate. And so uh, I think people increasingly feel that way. And when you when you look at the low voter turnout, people are just disengaged from the system. And that's why, uh, you know, as I tell people, I decided just to, to check out. Right. Like, you know, I, I don't vote. I don't um engage in civilly and, and maybe that's not the right thing but you know for me and my family i think it's worked out okay to tune out that noise and just to do what's best for us on our own terms without the help or giving input to um the system and 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 sorry to go back to the blueprint but you'll see in that video when it comes out that you know it's got a picture of of, of bush standing right next to obama you know those two are, are chummy you've seen them at funeral you know uh, michelle hugging uh, george w bush giving him little candies out of a purse like those people aren't juxtaposed to each other. They're, they're, they're one big family, man. Bombers in chief. Exactly. They yeah, both did a phenomenal job of fucking bombing holes into most of the Middle East. That was both absolutely. administrations, y'all. I don't care how lit Obama's playlist is. And it's a good one, but yeah. 
Yeah. Anyhow. No, he, he bombed yeah. several Muslim countries and they gave him a peace prize for it. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh, it's, it's crazy times, folks. Let's, uh, let's end it on a positive note, man. I've been wanting to talk about this for a couple of weeks and it's been, you know, it, 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 you all know my father passed recently and, you know, it followed my mother-in-law passing back in April. So it's, it's been a, a tough go of it on that front of it. Very thankful for all the great stuff that's going on. My babies are healthy. My wife is healthy. She still loves me for some reason. Things are great on that front. Business is great. So want to be thankful for the good stuff and not just highlight the bad. But that brings me to my, to my, 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 my last topic I have here, Nick. There's a gentleman by the name of Nicholas Bostick, who was a delivery pizza driver and was delivering pizza and this guy's amazing he out of indiana he's driving and he sees a burning house a stranger's burning house right he just looks over and decides i'm gonna stop my car i'm gonna run into the burning house and starts runs in there and starts screaming to see if anyone's inside he enters the home through the back door he, and he keeps shouting and he finds four kids, man. And so he gets these four kids out. This guy is just fucking salute to this guy. He gets these four kids out. And then he's told there's a six-year-old still trapped inside. This guy goes back inside again, climbs the stairs to a second story, finds the six-year-old. And because there was so much smoke built up in the staircase, uh, he, he goes to a window jumps through the window, a second story window, and makes sure to turn on his back so the six-year-old lands on top of him and doesn't sustain an injury. I mean, I don't know what America can do for this guy, but holy smokes, pun intended, if this guy doesn't get a $5 million GoFundMe page started for him and a Presidential Medal of Freedom and a Purple Heart and whatever else the fuck you want to give him... Um, <laughs> I don't know who, who else deserves it, right? I, I push buttons for a living. And yes, I try to do good with the proceeds. But at the end of the day, the social utility that comes directly from, you know, making money and hopefully trying to help people make money, man, all of that will never add up to what this guy did for those five kids. And I just thought it was beautiful. And I thought it was a great story. And um, yeah, yeah, incredible, incredible. Yeah. It's a wonderful story. Um, Nicholas Bostic, is that what you said his name was? Yes, sir. 25-year-old Nicholas Bostic from Indiana. Oh, a young kid, too. Um, we'll, we'll find the page. There will be one, and, and we will put it up on the link. And uh, I have to apologize. I know you want to end on a positive note, and that was a wonderful uh, story. But we didn't follow up on the, the, the choking which um, we, we led with, but we never yeah. included. So we've got- You weren't gonna let me leave with a smile, were you, Nick? <laughs> All right, okay, let's give it to the police again. Here, here we go, you guys make it easy for me. Um, let's see, asshole of the week. His name was Sergeant Christopher. It's actually funny, his last name, this part is the only funny part, is um, it, it's spelled P-U-L-L-E-A-S-E. Which sounds like police or police. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm going to call him Christopher Police. <laughs> A police officer from the great state of Florida um, responds to a call where a black man was allegedly um, attacking people outside of a facility. And they had, the, he resisted arrest. They find, It took a little bit to, 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 you know, get him down. He was struggling. He was resisting arrest. And, you know, finally they cuff him 
And so when he uh, when when he gets put in the back of the police car, you know, this officer, Mr. Police says, hey, hey, look at me. Look at me. You want to fucking play fucking games? You're playing with the wrong motherfucker, he says. You want to be disrespectful with my fucking police officers? I will remove your fucking soul from your fucking body, he tells him, right? And so he starts lunging at this guy who's already cuffed, who was obviously being an asshole because he was, you know, attacking people allegedly and resisting arrest. But now this guy's not resisting and he's in cuffs. And and, and, and the, 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 the cop, this Florida cop, who's, who's a big tough guy when people are cuffed up, you know, I was starts- just going to say- yeah, starts, you know, really getting into him and talking, you know, pretty, pretty, pretty roughly to him. And so a 28-year-old 20, female officer, right, she's a junior cop who's been with the department for two years, um, you know, grabs the back of the officer's belt, Mr. Police, to tell him, hey, chill out, like, you, you know, relax. This guy turns around and chokes her and, and, and says, you know, back the fuck up and I'll see you in five minutes and throws her. You know, and so this is what he does to the fellow officer that he was supposedly really upset about, you know, and then was really being protective about. You imagine what this fucking piece of shit is like at home when the cameras aren't on? It's Piece insane. of shit is right. It's amazing. I mean, he was suspended with pay. With pe- pay, of pending course. an investigation. Um, As they always are. This guy's been in the department for 21 years. This is the behavior of someone that's been on the department for 21 years, guys. This is how this guy acts with a camera on. Can you imagine this fucking charming piece of shit when nobody's looking, when there's no camera on, when there's not a brave officer that's willing to step in and say, hey, tone it down, relax, calm down. We're not being professional here. Um... And of course, you know, they withheld the audio the police department did initially, and, and, and now the audio has surfaced. And, and then it's absolutely clear um, why they, you know, didn't want to release the audio, because it shows how this officer was talking to everybody on the scene. Of course it does, because it reveals the truth, which the police seemingly hate. Just stating the facts, folks. I don't make the stories up, right? But I got hundreds of these and um, I can't can't wait for the day, yeah, that I don't have any more of these and that I'm telling you what heroes they are every day. That's it. So, I mean, you just talked about somebody without a badge and how he acts like a hero, right? And then you've got people that are paid on the taxpayer dime to protect and serve, Um, not only uh, lunging at people that are already cuffed, but um, being violent towards their their fellow police officers, right? And um, it's a perfect microcosm, a perfect window into the failed institution that is American policing. I've said that uh, a million times. I'll continue to say it. I will die on this hill, right? Um, look, I'll take it to a couple of things. You just had two other officers who stood by and and and, and watched George Floyd get killed. Um, they were just uh, found guilty and, and sentenced. So there's beginning to be some uh, accountability, right? And, and I would point back to Evalde, which we haven't talked about since that the, the, the full tape came out, right? Uh, and that police department didn't fucking... want that full tape to come out, just like this department in Florida didn't want the tape to come out. Why? Because it reveals the true nature of American police. And so... Um, and how they're they're not there to protect you, how they'll stand outside the, that hallway, not try to unlock the door, tell you that they did try to unlock the door, put on hand sanitizer while, um, you know, someone is down the hall murdering babies. Meanwhile, um, they'll lunge at somebody that's cuffed in the back seat, right? How brave they are, how brave they are. 
the Ubaldi chief of police. And mind you, this is an hour. This is right literally almost in my backyard. Right? It's an hour or so away from here, hour and a half. This guy still has a job. I so have, does Mr. Police. So does Mr. Police with pay. Nine always with babies pay. were slaughtered while over <laughs> 365 officers from different departments and 19 from the Uvalde department were in the hallway. And this guy still has a job. I have so many other things that I want to say. Um, but you know that one, that one specifically um, really, really hurts my heart to talk about. So I'm just going to leave it alone. But I'm not. I'm going to take it all the way to the Catholic Church, man, because these are institutions that are supposed to be good institutions, that are supposed to do the right thing, that are supposed to uh, protect people and, and lift people up. And, and, and it's that the police do the same thing the Catholic Church did for decades, right? Send the priest to another parish, right? Sweep it under the rug. Keep the cop, you know, suspended with pay. Let him go work at another precinct, right? It's the same exact thing. And these are large institutions that affect a lot of people. You said there were hundreds of examples. There's one every day. All you, there's lawyers on Twitter who, who post these stories all the time that have just ongoing threads. And every day, every week, they just add new incidents to them. It is an ongoing infestation of bad apples. And they are disrupting the entire cart. And here you have the good apples, right? You know, people say, oh, well, there's good apples, right? Yeah, there's good apples. Look what happens when the good apple stands up the bad apple tries to choke them out and the standard in america should not be but there's but there's good apples there's good guys too you get voted in and you get elected and you get hired to be the example to be the standard bearer not to be commended for doing what you're supposed to be doing you shouldn't, the good apple shouldn't be the exception. They should be the rule. No doubt. Should be the rule. And I, anyway. I, I hope I live to see an America where that is the case. Um, I hope I live to see an America where, you know, politicians and the major institutions that dominate legislation and, 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 and policy in this country are actually working for and on behalf of the people in every instance, or at least most instances. It seems like that shouldn't be too much to ask from what we call the greatest country on earth. Need ourselves a Shawshank Redemption. I was just watching it this week. Go watch Training Day again. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, anyway, Mr. Nicholas Bostic, let's bring it back so you can end on his file. We'll get and the- so what a hero this guy is, right? <laughs> Five kids. I mean, can Pornhub give this guy like a lifetime subscription and a password to all the sites? Um, yeah, man, no. Nicholas Bostic, kudos to him. Uh, we'll put a link up to the article. I do see that they've launched a GoFundMe for his medical bills. Uh, well, we'll take a peek and see where that's at. But yeah, this guy deserves all the kudos and all the free stuff. And man, all the good karma for getting those babies out of there. Um, all it takes is one person, guys and uh, and gals. And, and, and you can change five lives. This guy, you know, not only just changed the lives of those children, but um, the parents and everybody that cares about those babies. And so kudos to Mr. Nicholas Bostic. I am Gerardo Del Real, along with Mr. Nick Hodge. This was therapy session number 179, otherwise known as Bizarro World. Nick, say some nice words to the wonderful people out there. Keep an eye out for that blueprint for any market. It's coming to you soon. See ya.
Hey there, you independent-minded investor. If you like this video, make sure to tell us so by clicking the like button below. Subscribe to our channel so you never miss another one. And share it with everyone you know on social media. You can also click the link in the description below to check out more information-packed videos just like this one. Thanks for watching.